Okay, so moving on, I know I know that you know that I always ask people what the change they wish to see in the world is. Right. And I also know what your change that you wish to see is. It's the people that can just sort of slow down, get a little bit more perspective on life. Yeah. Etc. And one theme that you talk about when you talk about this is the idea of disposable income being important, but not as important as people seem to think it is. Yeah. Could you elaborate on that theory a little bit? Yeah, sure. So like when you say when you say how important people think it is, I think that refers to like me and you as well. Remember, yeah, remember, sure. Remember finding in college we were like, we're gonna become billionaires. <laughs> Just get, like I remember when you left for Australia for the banking, it was like, I'm gonna get so rich. That's it. I was the exact same. I went back to finding here and I was like, I'm gonna either start my own business, take over a different business. There's like this obsession with like getting super, super rich. Yeah. What I had in my old wise years, like there's a lot more to life than that. Yeah. I think, you know, like it's like your, your family, the people you surround yourself with, how happy you are in your current role and your current job. Um, the amount of time that job permits you to, to spend on your actual life, be it activity, you know, hobbies or mm. catch up with friends, whatever. They're all what I consider to be wealth more so than what's coming into your account every four weeks. Yeah. You know, like it's, there's more to your, your makeup than just how much money you make. Yeah. Um, it's something that a conversation that I've had with a few people is like, so the more disposable income you have, you just kind of get slightly nicer things. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. everyone, like we, we live, we are very, very fortunate as is like right now, like me and you went to a private schools. Our parents are very supportive of us. We, we're, we didn't really want for anything. Like we're yeah. extremely fortunate people like in a, in a global context. Like from there, it's kind of slightly nicer brands, be it like cars, be it nicer chicken wings on a Friday night. Yeah. You know, like there's only so many things you can actually do with money. Yeah. Um, and for me, like it's, it's been, it's, it's not too much about money for me. It's, it's kind of more about like the, the broader, what is your wealth in terms of like your, your, how much you see your friends, how happy your family is, how, how well your family is. Like they're all things that play into your, your wealth for me. And yeah. More so than your, your for you talk about family, a big kind of lesson I've learned about, and I reflect on it a lot because, um, there's myself and my brother went to, as you say, to um, fan school. It cost a fair chunk of change to go yeah, there. Yeah. And there's a family we know just down the road where two young, two lads, same age as myself and Rob, mm. and absolutely lovely fellas, yeah. like the nicest, most impressive lads you'd ever meet. Yeah. And they did much better than myself and my brother in the leaving cert as well, which right. is I guess the, the kind of the, the yeah. uh, quantitative output of yeah. our secondary education. And but, so they did really well on the quantitative side, really well on the qualitative side, because they're lovely guys. Mm -hmm. And um, went to just the local school. And I think about that so often, I think, like, what is the, what is the difference maker there that allows someone um, in a normal education mm -hmm. to do something so abnormal and so, to, to achieve such extraordinary results? Yeah. And the thing I think about, the thing I've kind of put my finger on now, has been the most important thing pretty much in life or in development of a person mm -hmm. is a family culture. Yeah. And what, um, and, and we, we have a nice family culture, but I just think that maybe it was not that smart. Mm. You guys were, you know, but, um, but the, if, if you can bring people up in a family and in a house that has yeah. this amazing culture that brings the best out of them and sends yeah. them out the door every day to whatever it is they're doing, work, school, whatever, happy and motivated, etc. 
that's the driver. That's the key differentiator, you know? That's the end game. That's the, when you've completed Mario Kart level, you know, infinite. Like, yeah. that's, that, that, that for me is what it's all about. Like, when you talk about family as well, like, my own family are the best source of just the kick up the arse that I get. You know what I mean? Like, just A, telling you in, 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 in no unclear terms when you, when you get too, a bit too big for your boots, but B, telling you to just get on with it. Like, I mean, I mentioned briefly at the start, first year and second year was a bit of a ride off in undergrad. It was my family ultimately who were like, "What are you doing here? Like, come <laughs> on! Like, this this isn't a joke anymore. Like, yeah. This is real." Um, and that kind of decision to take a year out would have come from both family and my girlfriend recommended to, to kind of take a step back away from it. Um, but I, I think you fit the nail on the head. That that, that for me is like the, the goal in life. You mm-hmm. know, when you talk about the goal, like that's it. It's to have a kind of a strong family culture, and you're at the fulcrum of that. Yeah. Do you think you need to, I, like you kind of alluded to my outlook leaving college and just mm. only Wolf focus Wall on, Street. Yeah, 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 only focus on financial ends yeah. and how that's dramatically changed mm. and I, I, my experience in the bank is what changed it because mm. I realised I was with all these people who really well financial didn't want to be what they yeah. were. Yeah, you're, so. you're in the belly of the beast. Yeah, and um, going through that and seeing it face to face and saying actually not what I'm into at all, turn around and go somewhere else. Yeah. That needed to happen, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Do you think, think people so. need to go through that dip and that little? I think so. Like, I mean, there, there are always going to be people who are motivated by money. They, they, they are financially yeah. driven, and that's like that's fine. It's, it's, it's different. Different courses for different horses. You know, every, mm-hmm. everyone's different. What I would recommend to graduates or secondary school students, whatever, I would recommend to try and look a little bit beyond your immediate salary. That, that was something for me, actually. It's a good anecdote for your, your graduate listeners. Like, from, from final year, the, the best jobs were in sales with tech firms. So it was Best like, being highest paid, yeah. Sorry, best yeah, being yeah. highest paid, yeah. yeah. The, the, the highest paid jobs were like Google, LinkedIn, um, Little, I think they had great yeah, salary for, great for, for graduates. Yeah. Um, so and that's say that, Facebook, whatever, yeah. That was that was so. Then the mindset we were in at the time, I was like, I'm gonna work for one of those. Yeah, straight away. Um, I had a conversation with a family friend who was like, Look, there's more to your salary, salary for the next few years than the actual money itself. Think more about your training. Conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Conversation. yeah. Think about training. Think about work-life balance. Mm. Think about are you going to be just doing the same thing for the next ten years? Be it selling lumps of software or be it doing a particular type of data entry, whatever it is. Mm. Look at the output of, of, of where various graduates have gone. Like, had you stayed where you were selling pieces of software, you, you probably would be selling them in a different company. Like, it's a reasonably linear role. You yeah, know? yeah. It tends yeah. to kind of be a, people kind of hop around those companies. And that's fine. If, you, if you're good at that, that's, that's cool. But I would recommend to graduates to look a little bit outside, like the immediate financial benefit mm. of the next role. Look more at the training involved, the development involved, what you're going to be exposed to, what the responsibility is going to be. All of those kind of things should play into the decision rather than 10 grand a month. Yeah. Sign me up. It's more than that. Yeah, absolutely. And I, 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 we discussed this with Conor McGann on this podcast a while ago, this idea of um, different types of compensation, mm. whether it's financial compensation, cultural compensation. When I went yeah. into Google, I couldn't believe. I, I, I would have said, keep your money. Yeah, Just yeah. give me the community. Give yeah, me this yeah, community yeah, yeah. to be a part of. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And that was the best form of compensation yeah. out no, of that, that place for me. That's massive. And there's so many others as well, like be it the friends that you work with, the training that you get big for are mm-hmm. incredible for 
just training that you get. Yep. Um, and overall, the package of the big four, it doesn't look good when you look at the salary. No. But it's actually really, really good with the training and the development and the, the equity you get Absolutely. In, in, in your own skills as well. Yep. In fact, it's so funny. I was literally talking to a friend about this two days ago. Came home, came to me and he was kind of talking about his salary mm-hmm. and uh, saying, oh, the, the money is crap. Yeah. And I was kind of saying, but the, you're getting this equity in a skill set that will one day be sold. It's like you be a, it's like getting a stake in a business. Yeah. And one day that business is going to be sold for a lot of money. Yeah. You're getting a stake in a skill set that one day you get to sell for a lot of money. Yeah. And whether you know, sell on a daily it's or a monthly or whatever basis. Yeah. And so you're getting this equity in a skill set. And I remember when I was leaving Macquarie and mentor there, the guy who brought me in um said, Don't I because mean, I, I took a base pay cut to go to uh, to go to Google and I kind of thought, geez, I'm not gonna do it because it's a big pay yeah, cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, You're an idiot. It's so if you, yeah. yeah. And he said, think about the long run, think about the equity but and the skill it. set that it's, you're getting. You're gonna be enjoying what you're doing. Yeah. And it, it's that concept of the marathon, not the spring that yeah. we talked about. You know, it, it's not just next month's salary. Yeah. You know, that's that, that, that's finite. And that that comes with time. Like it's a, it's another kind of observation I've had about our peers or our generation there's a serious like impatience to yeah like, huge. I've, I've done the degree I've done the masters where is it where's the money where is yeah. it why am I working with Elon Musk yeah you know what I mean like it, it, these things take time like, yeah it's it's an absolute marathon there are roles which you cannot be taken seriously unless you have 20 years experience or 25 years experience mm. or whatever you know whatever cap you want to put on like it, it, it's a marathon and not a sprint. Yeah. You have to think of the long game. I think um, the less than 1% is the, the shooting stars who break that rule, the mm. tech stars, those two, the Collison brothers from Limerick, the yeah. Mosques, the Facebooks, whatever. Yeah. They get so much coverage. They're such a part of the world that we see and hear about every day, yeah. our frame of reference, that we assume them to be much more commonplace and normal than they actually are. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, so a lot of people strategize their careers around being part of the exception rather than being part of the rule. 100%. And fire away. Nothing wrong with it. You can do a lot of learning in the process. Yeah. But based on what your goals are, if your goals are sort of financial stability, et cetera, in the long run, yeah. you probably actually are better off playing to the, the rule than the exception. And the other thing is, like, if you're trying to emulate someone like that, chances are you're going to fail. Yeah. It's like if, you, if you're a football player and you model yourself on Ronaldo, you're not Ronaldo. They're like he's he is himself. You yeah. cannot emulate that. Yeah. Like each time, the people you mentioned, Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg, whatever it is, each time they've broken out, they've been the shooting star. They've inherently been doing something different. Yeah. Like it's not something you can learn or copy. Like it's not available as a research paper to yeah. read and then do it. Um, and that that would be something hugely that I would recommend listeners like graduate listeners don't don't try and be mark zuckerberg like, yeah try and come up with the next facebook by all by all means or the next amazing product but don't try and be someone you're not well i don't think frankly i don't think zuckerberg was trying to be zuckerberg i think he just liked right and go yeah I would, and he just I would did, 100% did a great job remember. one day and off he went so we had a conversation last week about elon musk like so paypal got us 180 yeah. million 100 million here 30 million here 50 million here credit card for rent next month yeah you know? like it, it, he's not in it to make money you yeah work. Probably is. That story is he made 180 million off um, PayPal and he basically put it all back onto the yeah. table, <laughs> turned it back into chips and started playing again because he was just driven to actually see these missions through rather than 
just kind of take R- the money Reed, and run. Reed Hoffman is another. He's he's another person who like the LinkedIn founder. They're just clearly not motivated by yeah yeah a quick book mm. and just gone. They're like they want to just solve problems. I think they are the exceptions commercially yep. because they are the exceptions in their motivations. One hundred percent. The rule is to be motivated to provide a stable life for your family and yourself and maybe nice things, whatever it is. Yeah, that's the rule. The exception is to not really give a hoot about that yeah, and yeah, just yeah. want to actually do something. Yeah stimulating and if you want to be the exception commercially i.e having a, a successful business mm-hmm. you probably would be required to be exceptional in your motivations yeah 100%. um and, that, and that's a bit of food for thought it's that thing that we talked about earlier today about focus like to just being committed to one thing at one time not trying to have all these spinning plates and do 100 things at the same time yeah that was when you were describing that earlier that was you when you were 21 you were like i'm gonna do this 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 and do them all to world class levels like, no. yeah slow down just pick one or two things get really good at them learn everything about them and go from there you yeah know I mean? like it's the commitment and the the kind of mindfulness of what you're doing at yeah that time. i'll actually share because i wrote about that there the other day just for myself i'll probably put it out eventually but um it was this idea that i've, I've been thinking of recently um the idea of living a committed life and what it's come from is this experience of doing this grad life thing, not actually being that uh, worried about the financial outcome mm. of it. I mean, if it goes great, brilliant. If it goes terribly, it's actually not that big a deal. Yeah. And if I make, I, I kind of realize how much I need to live on, or need, need to live in mm. a year, it's much less than I could make in a tech firm. And I'd be happy making that so long as I was making it doing this. Yeah. And yeah. that was that was just a feeling that I've never actually had before. Yeah. And the feeling that I'm doing something that I don't want to back out of or think kind of, oh, I always wanted to go and do this. I've now travels out of America, which was always a distraction. So there was no, oh, I really want to quit and do that. Mm-hmm. It's just committed to what I'm doing, committed to the place I'm living in, committed to the people in my life as well. I've never had that before. Yeah. And it's unbelievable. And I've kind of realized that it's kind of the secret. Mm-hmm. Um to just get this feeling of content that I've had. Mm. It's just being committed to what you're doing. Yeah. And if you're not committed to what you're doing, you're probably never going to get that's that it, feeling. Yeah. And I kind of think that feeling is it. Like That's the thing that everyone's looking for. Mm. It's unbelievable. And uh, You're a good example of that, though. It was, it was the same with travel. Like, you can talk about that South American trip. Oh, since I was 15. 18. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's... And then when you did it, like you went half a leather, like yeah. you're gone. Yeah. <laughs> you were absolutely gone. <laughs> no, you're, it's it's a good way of looking at it. Yeah, you need to just do it. Like, what's stopping you from being committed? Yeah, that's actually the question to ask. Yeah. And if you can answer that question and do everything on that list. Yeah. South America, uh, try a startup, do whatever it is on that go list. Go for it. Do just it. Just go for it. Yeah. And do when the stakes are low when you're young. Yeah. Well, as a, as a personal example it's not as cool as South America it's, it relates back to what we're saying about the masters don't do it if you think it's what you should do or yeah oh shit you know I've no job lined up for next week better do a masters don't do that yeah. like, if, if you're going to do it just go for it um, similarly with like applications during the year like when, when the it's unfortunate time like when the mill crane happens and when big companies recruit it tends to be when you're in like mid semester one when mm. there's essays due and stuff and it does get to the stage where you have to just shift the focus from, right, I don't care about the immediate essay because I need to get a job. And, like, you have to be 100% just focused on that, going to, like, you know, careers fairs, expos, trying to talk to people, mm. whatever it is. You have to be fully in it. Like, if you, if you try and have your, your hand in both of them, it's, it's 
probably fucking win. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, on a more on a less cool level, said America. No, no, but it, it's it's the exact same thing applied, and it's yeah. just this idea of trying to get both your feet in one camp rather mm. than uh, one foot in, in in two different camps, which I think is a very very common millennial trap. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and trap of this of this Brad life audience, like I heard. If you can kind of think on that and think what the barriers are to commitment, mm -hmm. get rid of them and, yeah. uh, and off you go. Agreed. You've learned a lot from this book, Sapiens. Yeah, I like it. It's good. Can you sum up yeah. a couple of learnings? Because everybody's talking about it. I've been recommending that book so many times. I feel like I've read it. It's like the new <laughs> Game of Thrones or something. Um, a lot of it is about, um, like, so it talks about our, our evolution as a species and the way we behave and the way we interact as communities and stuff. A lot of a lot of it is about like we're not actually that great. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's very um, it kind of takes you down a level or two, and it's like it talks about the fourth revolution as we term it in our very finite existence of what modern history is. It talks about the fourth revolution, be it technology and the internet, and there's is it really that remarkable? Like I mean, the first printing press or the first first time someone knocked together two pieces of flint and started a fire. Was that not like equally as remarkable as me being able to communicate with you without being? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. There's various, you know. I mean, people have different opinions on it. Though. The internet is one of the most amazing inventions ever. Like objectively, it is. But um, it just kind of takes. It makes you think a little bit about like the absolute bigger picture in our evolution as a species, rather than the micro lens that we tend to have, which is like the last ten thousand years, maybe. Right. Okay. It's cool. If I were to ask you to recommend a book, would that be the book? Does it, does uh, it segue into the quick fire? No, oh, yeah, the quick fires. Um, no, the, the book I'd recommend you read is 1984 by George Orwell. George Orwell. Yeah, very cool book. Um, Good for what? It's a kind of a, it's a haunting kind of prediction from, I think it was the 40s or the 50s it was written in. It's like a prediction of what the future is going to become, which is like Big, Big Brother sees everything, you know. Right. Um, Everything, everything's monitored, there's like thought crime, like if you think about certain things, that's a crime. Um, it's, it's a weird parallel of looking how we live now with so much, you know, exposure and um, kind of monitoring on a certain level, yeah. like be it CCTV or be it like what you project on social media accounts. It's a, it's a, it's a very good read, I'd recommend. Your brief description of it there yeah. reminds me of Black Mirror. Yeah, it's it's not too far off that. Yeah, which yeah. is a show on Netflix, which to be honest, yeah. I find fascinating yeah, but good. very depressing. Oh, it's very scary. It's it's downright bleak. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah no, it's dark. There's, um, there's parts of that, and and it's bleak because it's true. Like, that, you, that's you all, yeah, it and you're like Jesus. I wouldn't be affected by it if I didn't believe it. No, but I really believe I, I they're accurate. It's the same with 1984. It's the same concept. Like you read about like um, cameras being in rooms and the government watching you and stuff, and like it's a, it's a little bit. It was a kind of a sensationalist dig at Stalin era Russia. Right, okay. Yeah. So it's a little bit kind of far-fetched. Yeah. But you're reading it, ah, uh, <laughs> yeah, not happening. far off, you know yeah. I mean? it's, yeah. It's, 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 that's a good analogy. Black Mirror is very close to it. Yeah, that's a, it's just it's a stimulating thing to watch. But good Lord, like I, I, like, I don't sleep well after watching it. Yeah, I stopped yeah. watching it. Like, I watched five of them and I was like, no, this is they're, dark. They're so real. They're yeah, so they are. possible. Um, very kind of thought-stimulating. Yeah. Uh, 84 is your book, mm. uh, Hero You Don't Know. Um, Muhammad Ali. Why? Childhood hero. Always loved him. Because he's a champion or because he's a human rights guy? <sighs> kind of both. I mean, the boxing, what pe a lot of people don't get is the boxing and the kind of, you know, the shit talking and the cheeky, cheeky one-liners and stuff. 
that was like one spoke to the alley wheel. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he was an amazing cat from like a, a civil rights perspective. Like his his refusal for conscription in Vietnam. Like he was an amazing dude. Mm. We could have a whole podcast where I just talk about Ali. Yeah, like he's, he's amazing. He was so much more multifaceted than people think. Oh my god! And he had a bit. I remember we've we've talked about this before. These people that have this little bit of like secret sauce in them this yeah. little bit of like mana was the word we use you know is it, is it is yeah yeah word? well you, you also use the, the, the basically you have a little bit of god in yeah you. yeah like literally a little bit of the gods yeah you know what i mean and um, he's a very special guy I, I, it's, it's very rare someone is that effortlessly charismatic and just he, he was just he's cool well people don't realize <laughs> really cool. the uh smack talk was funny yeah, but it was a very slight insight into his genius. Yeah, yeah he yeah, was yeah. a smart, yeah. smart guy. Oh, uh, yourself. So and there are interviews with him where he gets really deep on a couple of topics, yeah. and he's all over it. Yeah, no, hundred percent. And it's, it's a real shame that he. Um, I don't want to ask you a question. Actually. It's a real shame that he can no longer communicate those ideas. Well, yeah. question for you: that that typical question: Would you rather be Ali mm. or Fraser? Ali being the legend with the great mm. legacy who can't speak and has a crap quality of life now, or Fraser, the guy who lost the fight but has a much better quality of life? I would say, I would say Ali. Really? I think yeah. I'd actually go Fraser, which kind of goes against the way I normally look at it, but when you just think practically of enjoying your time on it, yeah. you can't, like, he can't. Yeah, well, that's that's probably a good way of looking at it. Like, when, when I thought about it, I thought of, like, legacy, like, yeah. legacy. To actually be one of them, yeah, yeah, posthumous, posthumous legacy. You kind of, I, I think about it all the time. The, the question, the value of it. Like he, someone he's walking down the road and someone goes, "Ali, you're the greatest ever." He'd say, and "Greatest what?" Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he doesn't even know, you know. Yeah. And that's a shame. Um, yeah. You can't bring up this idea now of people having the gods in them and just leave it at that. You need to go into this thing. Yeah. So, so like we had a good conversation about this. Like yeah. there, there is an element of there are people who have a little bit of secret sauce in them. Be it Muhammad Ali. We got it. I said Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It is though. Jimi yeah. Hendrix, Stephen Hawking. Yeah. Um, Samuel Beckett. Like whatever, whatever your particular interest or hobby, in, there is someone in it who is just like universally loved. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they, they just have this little bit of like there's something different about them. Mm. Like it's it's very hard. I'm 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 unaware of a word to describe it. Uh, sure there is <laughs> but it, 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 they're just different you know like it's um, like it's hard to be that adored by so many people and not be like there's something special about them yeah you know what I mean? a lot of that 27 club tends to get thrown in the mix when you talk Kirk about Kurt Cobain Amy Whitehouse Amy there's people who died in 27 a few others there's a bit there's a lot of this it's quite it's, it's, it's strange actually um, but they just have this little bit of genius this little bit of like they're not like well, definitely not like me and you. But like, <laughs> they, even if you take the other main players in their particular field, they're just they're they're just a cut above. They're just a powerful. Walt Disney's one of them. Um, Walt Disney, yeah. Well, so I we thought about it, and I kind of thought about it more. And I'm trying to put filters. How what filters can you put on to find them? Basically, yeah. What filters do they have to fit through in order to be left in that output? And the only real filter I, I've got so far is that they were able to be everything. Mm. Because they were willing to be nothing. That Walt Disney, yeah, okay. Walt Disney struggled most of his life financially. Even though he yeah. was, you know, he was very, very wealthy at the end. He there were so many occasions and there were so many phases. Like he'd go, 
bad, good, bad, good, bad, mm. good. During those bad phases, which would last years, mm. he couldn't pay his employees. Everyone was leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just kept going yeah. back there. And he kept going back up, knowing that he would also be coming mm. back down at some point. Willingly. And really hard on his family, really hard on him, really hard on everything. Mm. He was so willing to be nothing. Yeah. That, that, that's that it allowed him it to be everything. Though. It's that, like, total dedication to something. Or, like, total commitment. Like, yeah. You know what I mean, like, it's just, like... And it's, it's the same with... So, take, say, Amy Winehouse as an example, right? Whether you like her music or not, whatever. She's a huge star. She died at 27, whatever. She definitely didn't set out to do all that, to be either become famous or to become rich or to become rich and famous. Mm. It was like, she was a singer. She loved a particular genre of music and she just went for it. Yeah. It just encompassed her. Now, with that comes, like, with that level of exposure so young comes a huge amount of pressure and a lot of them turn to drugs and whatever. Like, that's obviously what happened. But, like, it, it is that commitment thing. It's the willingness to just do that and nothing else and just 100% go to it. As you referenced, Walt Disney is, is that kind of just total go for it. Yeah, it's just totally in. Yeah. It's unreal. Um, yeah. And you kind of get to a point where you think about your values and what, what you value and where you want to be. Yeah. And you can understand, it's not cowardly to not do that. It's sensible to not yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People are yeah, a little crazy it's to do this, you know? It's, it's basic, like, and, yeah. self-preservation. And reckless. Like, that, like Walt I mean? Disney was reckless. Yeah. And you, you got you to ask, like, and I love that guy. Mm-hmm. I revere him more than maybe anyone. Yeah. And I, I just have to ask, like, was that a responsible yeah. thing to do when you got a family and kids? Like clever thing to do. You know? Yeah. And it, it really wasn't. Um, so they're, they're, you know, the idea of being putting these guys on pedestals and stuff is mm. great and, and, and in some way worthwhile, but good lord, they made sacrifices. But it's, it's you. the same thing, like you can't try and be one of those. Like, yeah. It's, it's a terrible idea to try and be the next Walt Disney. Yeah, and they... they <laughs> I'm just planning to do that. Don't do that. <laughs> like, it's, Let Walt Disney be Walt Disney. Exactly. And try be, to, be yourself. Yeah, you, you need almost what values, I mean, to, yeah. to, to end up getting to that level in anything. Um, which is, which is tough. Anyway, back to Big Fire. Mm. That's the hero you don't know. Here you know. Uh, it's such an Irish cliche, but probably my mother. Say it the Irish way. Yeah, uh, the mummy. <laughs> <laughs> the mother. The mother. No, she, she is though. She's a she's a very inspirational person to me. You know, um, kind of like the last ten years have been fairly tough in, in our family for various reasons. Um, she's kind of been the fulcrum, the spine of everything that's yeah. you know, good or subjectively bad that has happened to us. Um yeah, she's a very selfless person, very good crack, <laughs> like very quick to, to tell me that I'm acting the agent. Um yeah, she she'd be the hero that I know. It's funny looking at uh, mothers in particular, but parents. They're yeah. CEOs, they're running yeah, yeah, no, they're, they're running organizations, yeah. you know. They're the commander of the ship. And they're such leaders the the ship, that you kind yeah. of uh, you don't even you certainly don't notice them growing up, but you kind of start to pay heed yeah. uh, eventually the, the the leadership and all you know, you talk about CEO and all the worries she might have or all the uh, emotional troubles you might have. Mm. That's in the cold business sphere. Mm. Having all that and applied to an emotional thing, yeah, you know? Like you literally create these human beings. And yeah. That's what you're worried about. You Mom, know, mommies are it's tough. A whole, it's a whole different ballgame. Mommies it's are a, very tough. Yeah, they are. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, change you wish to see in the world as people sort of... Yeah, just take it down slow a bit. down a bit. Like, yeah. And I don't mean slow as in like be lazy or anything. What I mean by that is like... Stop and check. Take stock of what you have. Yeah. Take, if you're listening to this podcast, you are a very lucky person in the global scheme of things. Like... Just, just be appreciative of the things around you. If you're in good health, 
you know, just yeah, they have just slow down and, and stop wishing your life away. Like, stop focusing on the get rich when you retire when you're 60. Like, it's you know, we're all finite, we're all temporary yeah. human beings, we're extremely fickle. And um, yeah, slow down a bit would be my uh, and try to live change. By that, in try to live that committed life. That's what I've it's a big learning yeah. thing. Huge. Definitely. Pretty cool. This week was like a massive break. Probably write that down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you don't Honestly. forget it. Um, unreal. <laughs> Live a committed life. Yeah. A lesson you've learned in the workplace, in your career? Yeah, that's a tricky question. There's been a lot of them. Um, I, I think, I, I'm going to go for two. Um, one, know when to escalate things. So know when to approach a manager or a senior manager or whatever it is. There are a lot of, like, so if I was the CEO, right, and you were hired by my company tomorrow and you're asked to do something, if the first thing you come back to me with is, look, I tried to do it, but there's a problem with the file. It's checked out by blah, blah, blah. I don't care. Like, just just make it happen. Yeah. Like, know when it's important enough to say, look, I need a bit of help on this. Yeah. I need a bit of support with this. Or I don't know how to do this. That's All those things are fine to say. But if you're saying that about things which are just noise mm. and, and not important, yeah, that, that's not a good route. I think that's where growth is for grads in taking intuition and yeah, taking and you might say just hey, making it happen it, it, like you know, on a small level if you're asked to go and do some research on a particular product and the first thing you come back with is yeah look I can't find this because blah 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 like just make it happen yeah <laughs> just disappear and make it happen yes exactly yeah I think that's a that's a, that's a huge lesson for or opportunity for growth and then for development people say oh this guy this girl actually thinks for themselves yeah and they, they were met with a problem when they ran around it and they, they got it done in the end. That's a, <laughs> that's what people are looking for. Yeah, people, you know? um, it's, it's that all of those personal development frameworks and stuff. Jeff Weiner, CEO of LinkedIn, has one. And it's his, his three prongs for someone he wants to work with is like work hard, know how to have fun, and just get shit done. Like right. just, just make stuff happen. Like it's mm. like just be pragmatic, make it Yeah, happen. very good. Uh, second, I have one more. Um, don't lose sight of learning from the people around you. Like particularly for for um, graduates listening. Like if you go into a big company, a small company, whatever it is, the temptation is to just spend the whole time looking at the people at the top and, and trying to learn from them. Yeah. And you do learn a ferocious amount of stuff from them. Be it soft skills, be it people management, be it negotiation, whatever mm. it may be, you learn tons of stuff. You can also learn a lot from the people around Very you. Very true. one of my close friends on our own intake is like an SME, like a, a subject matter expert in a particular type of technology. And people could learn more from him than they could from like the internet by yeah. talking about this, <laughs> this type of technology. I swear to God, like it's something that we lose sight of as grads is like people are good at stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. it's, it's like trying levers out from each other as well as learning from the people that talk like that's... Yeah, yeah I talked when Tom was on about the idea of, um, of empathy wearing over time. Mm. 25 year old can give in some ways not always but in some ways worse advice to a 15 year old than a 19 year old can because a 19 year old yeah, yeah. understands 15 year old better learn from your manager rather than from your managed manager because your manager understands the position you're in yeah. better than your managed manager they're too you know? far removed yeah and so the, the, there's a lot of value there mm. a life lesson you've learned um, is it, I, can't, I don't know how to frame it but it's something I've learned is to like not to not be kind of emotionally snobby towards other people. Right. right. So bear with me. Like everyone has their own shit. 
Okay, be it like they may have a family member who is sick mentally or physically, they may have a friend with an addiction problem, they may struggle themselves with anxiety or something like everyone has their own shit. But there's a temptation when you're in a particularly bad spot yourself to look outwards and say, Well, that's not as bad as I have. Yeah. I have this. You know what I mean? And it's this kind of inwards view that like what I have is the worst, therefore I don't really care about mm. your problem. It's it's a it's a very nasty trait. It's it's something that I've tried to work on. It is is not being like snobby towards other people's things. Like, yeah, everything is relative. If someone has bad skin, that could be huge to them. Yeah. If someone has a, a parent with cancer or something, that's also huge to them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's everything is relative to themselves. So to frame it in a, a lesson, I guess, just uh, yeah, don't don't be don't be dissing other people's worries. You know? Yeah. Be oh, mindful. Well. That's a, that's a huge thing. Um, that's probably the best way. I've kind of the, the way I kind of look at that, or, or, or try to quantify it. Terrible thing to do, but it's like you got this pain barrier of fives, this max pain. Yeah. And there's many ways to get there, and mm. some things you think would be a ten, but you stop at five. And so, if your parent, if someone has cancer, you think, oh, I, this is a ten thing. Mm. That's worse. That's it's so much worse than the guy who has a, a substance abuse in the family yeah. or whatever. They both stop at five. Yeah, yeah. And so it. it's the, it, it actually hits the person just as hard equally, you know. Mm-hmm. And so yeah, lovely lesson. God, that's a brilliant one to, to bring up. Um, a quote to live by. And this is a this is a farewell quote as well. It's the last question. A farewell quote. Oh my God, the pressure. Uh, a, I don't really like quotes. B, uh, I love that note. Episode twenty of the Grand Line. <laughs> Uh, I don't, this is the only one that's come back to me and it's maybe it's a bit worrying do, do you know that I think it's Beckett it's ever tried ever failed no matter try again try fail again fail better you right. that? no I don't think so it's this concept of like look if things aren't going well for you just keep going just keep trying keep trying keep trying you're getting better all the time yeah it's probably a bit worrying but that's the only one that stayed with me and maybe things I'm failing on people, um, people already kept telling you this <laughs> say, say it again slower so I get it because an idiot uh, ever tried ever failed no matter try again fail again fail better yeah nice. I, I, it was probably poets turning their graves the way I expressed that but <laughs> you know whatever. No, that is a that's a good one. Well, on that note, thank yeah. you very much. That was yeah. great. It's been a pleasure. I learned a lot. I, thank I you. Wish you all the best with this, Maxwell. Honestly, like I think you're gonna, I think it, like for for me as a graduate, if I had a, a kind of central portal like this of like all things grad life, like that that that's a pretty valuable service. Yeah, you know what I mean? like, it's what I'm just doing. What I wish was done for me. Sort of that's the sense, and that, that's, that's the goal. You, you're going for it, and I have full faith. You. Know, I, Genuinely think we're going to watch this episode in 10 years' time and be like, A, look at the state of us, but B, <laughs> B, B, look what you've grown. And I, 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 I genuinely do think it's going to grow and be something cool and I'm happy to be part of it to some extent. Thank so, you, man. I appreciate well it. Well done. Thanks Thank you very much. You're a good Thanks man. for having me. Good luck.